news, information, and talk for the Fox Valley. The big one, AM 1280 WBIG, Aurora, Naperville. God bless you and welcome to the Solution Radio Show. Thank you for joining me today. Jesus Christ is the solution for all the situations you and I might find ourselves in. He is God's solution for all mankind for all time. He stated in the Gospel of John chapter 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ, he is the one who makes a difference. He made a difference in people's lives 2,000 years ago when he lived and walked among people. And he makes a difference today because he was raised from the dead and he's seated at God's right hand in the heavenlies. I trust that Christ Jesus makes a difference in your life today, that you see the tremendous love that God has for you, that you come to have a deeper and more full relationship with God as your heavenly Father, that you see your purpose in life is far above the day-to-day circumstances of life. God's love for you knows no bounds. We have a very exciting program today. We'll hear some wonderful music, read some of the Bible together regarding the topic of prayer, God's answer to prayer, and his children's obedience to his direction. And in the second half hour, our interview segment is a replay from our very first show with musician, songwriter, and minister Gino Meldrum. I trust you will enjoy hearing that interview. Let's start off with this song by Leon Hansen, In His Love I Abide. Separate me from his wondrous love 
My heart is fixed on my God Today we're going to look at the topic of answered prayer, specifically pray to God, listen for his response, and then act accordingly. There's many records in God's word where we see people pray, where God hears their prayer and he responds, and then those that prayed, they acted according to God's response or direction. There's two tremendous examples that I'd like to take a look at in the book of Acts chapter 10. In Acts chapter 10 verse 1, that's where we'll begin. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. Cornelius, he lived in Caesarea, and he was a Roman soldier, and he had a leadership position within the Roman military. He was a centurion, 
he was in charge of 100 men. Verse 2, A devout man, Cornelius, and one that reverenced God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people, and prayed to God always. Of even greater significance we see here in verse 2 than being just a leader in the Roman military, it says here that he was a devout man that reverenced God and that he shared of his abundance with the people of that area, and he was a man of prayer. Let's continue in verse 3. He saw in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, the ninth hour of the day, that's around 3 p.m., an angel of God coming into him, an angel sent by God, and the angel said unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid, and he said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. Literally what the angel is saying, God hears your prayer. It doesn't say what he prayed, but based on the answer from God, I'll bet his prayer had something to do with a desire to know God more intimately and greater, because we're going to see that answer come up towards the end of this chapter. Continuing in verse 5, And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodges with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou ought to do. Well, Joppa is about oh, 30 miles or so southeast of Caesarea. That would be a two-day journey. The instruction from the angel, sent from God, is very specific. It said, Find Peter from Joppa, who lives with Simon a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When God gives instruction, either by way of an angel or revelation by the Spirit, we don't need to guess. Our Heavenly Father will always ensure that we have all that we need to know at that moment in time. As we are obedient to the instruction received, then there may be additional information given from God. And, and we see that here, that Cornelius was obedient to what the angel directed him, the message from God. Let's continue in verse 7. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he, Cornelius, called two of his household servants, and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. Verse 9, On the morrow, as they went on their journey, and they drew near unto the city, Peter, he went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And that was around twelve noon. The housetop, well, that would be a quiet place to go pray in that culture. In that day and time, the rooftops were flat. They were not steeped as our roofs are today. Well, as the servants from Cornelius approached Joppa, Peter, he went up to the housetop to pray. Continuing in verse 10, And he, Peter, became very hungry, and he would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. Well, this word here, fell into a trance, that's not a trance in our modern usage today of that word. Peter was fully conscious, and he was aware of what God was about to show him by revelation. Trance would have been better translated in the King James Version, if you're using that version to read along, as either amazement or astonishment. Peter came into a great amazement by what he was seeing by revelation. Verse 11, He saw heaven opened, and a certain vessel descending upon him, as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners, let down to earth. 
wherein on that sheet were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Peter not only saw the vision, but he heard a voice. But Peter said in verse 14, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And common or unclean would be defined as something that was defiled. Verse 15, And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God has cleansed, that call not thou common. Or in other words, that which God has cleansed, do not call defiled or unclean. This was done three times, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Continuing in verse 17, Now while Peter questioned in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house, and they stood before the gate. And they called, and they asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, was lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, here he is, still up on the the rooftop, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, there's three men that seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius, and he said, Behold, I am whom ye seek. What is the cause? Wherefore ye are come. In other words, why are you here? I'm Peter. And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, and one that reverences God, and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was instructed from God by an holy angel to send for you into his house, and to hear the words that you have to speak. In other words, God told Cornelius to send us to you, to bring you to Cornelius' household, to hear what you, Peter, have to say. Well, what do you think Peter's going to talk to them about? The weather? The latest economic indicators? No, I don't think so. He's going to talk to them about salvation through Jesus Christ. Let's continue in verse 23. Then called he them in and lodged them, and on the morrow Peter went away with them. And certain brethren from Joppa accompanied Peter. If we look in Acts chapter 11, verse 12, it tells us there that there were six others that went with Peter to Cornelius. This is a very big deal because in that culture, for Peter to go into the home of a Gentile would not be right. It would be what would be considered defiling oneself or causing oneself to become unclean by associating with that which has been defiled. And that's what the Jews thought of the Gentile nations at that time. Well, Peter here, he took those others those six others with him as support and witness. Verse 24, In the morrow after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them, and he had called together his kinsmen and his near friends. Cornelius here, he was watching and waiting for them to arrive. He knew that Peter would be coming. Verse 25, And as Peter came in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet, and he worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in, and he found many that were come together. Cornelius, he was so confident, and he believed the message given from the angel sent by God, that his house was filled with many anticipating the arrival of Peter and Peter's message. Cornelius, he was a man of influence in that community. He was a leader. He was respected. 
many took heed to the invite of Cornelius to come hear what Peter had to speak. Let's continue in verse 28. And he said unto them, he, Peter, said unto them, You know how it is unlawful for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Wow, it came to the mind of Peter there. He, he fully understood the revelation that God had showed him on that housetop. Remember, Peter received revelation while praying on the housetop, the rooftop. Now it all put together in his understanding. God did not consider the Gentiles to be unclean, and neither should Peter. Verse 29, Therefore came I unto you without gainsaying or without arguing about it, as soon as I was sent for. I ask, therefore, for what intent ye have sent for me. Peter, he was obedient to the revelation, the vision given from God. What tremendous benefit and blessing to both Peter and Cornelius because of both of them being obedient to the revelation and obedient to act on what God had showed them to do. Cornelius now here in verse 30 begins to restate his revelation before Peter and those present in his house. Let's continue here in verse 30. And Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing, and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, he is lodged in the house of one, Simon a tanner, by the seaside, who when he comes, he will speak unto you. Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee. Wow, what a tremendous key there. Immediately. He didn't wait. He didn't think about it. He didn't sit, well, I gosh, I wonder if that was really God, or, or down in his mind, or try to find an excuse of why not to do it. Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee. And thou, Peter, hast well done that thou art come. Now, therefore, we are all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Cornelius and his household, they wanted to know what God had to say. They desired to hear from Peter God's word, that which was commanded of God for Peter to speak. There are still people out there today that desire to hear what God has to say. Let's continue in Acts chapter 10, verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. What a tremendous truth that is. God is no respecter of persons. Remember John 3, 16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes on him should be saved, should have eternal life, and not come into condemnation. God is a lover of people. God's ministers are to be no respecter of persons also. Peter recognized that God considers all people to be valuable in his sight. Let's see here if we continue in Acts chapter 10 what Peter spoke. What was it that God commanded him to speak to the household of Cornelius? Verse 35. In every nation he that reverences him and works righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, 
how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Verse 39, And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the living and the dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believes in him shall receive remission of sins. Here in these few short verses, Peter shares with all that are present at Cornelius' house how to get born again, how to become a son of God and receive the gift of Holy Spirit. Believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and confess Jesus as Lord. That's it. Nothing additional to do except God's solution to man's predicament. Jesus Christ is the one and only way to the one true God. Verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all them which heard the word. The Holy Spirit fell on them which heard the words that Peter spoke. They believed the words that Peter spoke. They received the gift of Holy Spirit, the gift of eternal life. In verse 45, And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. Those are the six that accompanied Peter. They are the ones of the circumcision, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit. The six that came with Peter were astonished. The Gentiles had received the new birth. The Gentiles were sons of God. The God of Israel was the God of all people. How did they know that the household of Cornelius had received the gift of Holy Spirit? Verse 46 tells us, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. They heard them speak in tongues, just as the twelve did on the day of Pentecost, and just as all those that had believed from the Jewish religion up to that day. They spoke in tongues. Speaking in tongues is the irrefutable proof in the senses realm that one has received the gift of Holy Spirit. That is what convinced the six that came with Peter that the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon the Gentiles. Not only were those six astonished, that day had spiritual reverberations that will last through all eternity. That day when the angels in heaven saw the gift of God poured out on the Gentiles, they rejoiced with great rejoicing. The angels marveled at the manifold wisdom of God. Also on the dark side, the devil and his minions, they cringed in horror to see that God's grace and God's gift of eternal life was available to all mankind, to all that would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Here in Acts chapter 10, we have two remarkable examples of prayer to God by Peter and Cornelius, God answering their prayers, giving them direction, and their obedience to God's instruction. What joy and rejoicing in the life of Peter and the six that came with him. What joy and rejoicing in the life of Cornelius and those that were with him. God is no respecter of persons. 
God hears your prayer. Anticipate your answer from God. Be obedient to his instruction. Rejoice with great joy for God's goodness towards you. Father, dear Father, here am I, your Son, come to worship and adore you. It's by your grace I come. Father, Abba, Father, draw me close to Like a 
I'd like to welcome songwriter and musician Gino Meldrum to The Solution. How are you, Gino? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking some time to talk to us today. I've got a few questions here I wanted to ask you and sort of get your feedback on and see what you thought and sort of enlighten our listeners to a little bit of your background and and the work that you do in the ministry and so forth. Um, at what age did you first start writing songs and singing? Well, I... I'll tell you what, I started singing pretty young. I have uh, uh, four, well, I've actually three brothers and two sisters, and um, we started singing pretty young. At that time, I wasn't writing music. I started writing probably around the age of 16. Mm-hmm. You know, we did the senior citizen circuit for a number of years, and, uh, and uh, we're very successful, which is, which is why we're all overweight. We used to, we used to <laughs> sing for our supper. So, uh, right, right. Good at it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so around 16, I started writing songs. You know, most, you know, at that age, most songs are all about uh, teenage angst, you know, falling mm-hmm. in love, getting your heart broke, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it was a way to kind of release for me. Uh, but so then I've been uh, singing and playing and writing since then. Okay. Um, what age were you, or when did you first. Uh recognize God working in your heart to write and record Christian music? Well, you know, we, we played, we were brought up in organized church, and uh, we, we played uh, music in church and for wedding ceremonies and such, so I always enjoyed Christian music. Uh, I think that really it was probably about 30 years ago when uh, really God put it on my heart to start composing uh, Christian music and, and playing within the church and fellowships and stuff. I, I, at that point, I was just kind of dabbling with it, but I think I was also just finding my place within the body and also finding my my place within a relationship with God. But mm-hmm. um, that's kind of when I got started, and then and obviously it just progressed from there. Was there maybe one particular musician or songwriter that influenced you? You know, somebody you maybe wanted to emulate or, or follow in a certain direction? Oh, well, um, with, with popular Christian music, um, not, not a lot, to be honest. I had, you know, secular artists um, that I followed a little bit, you know, uh, a lot of acoustic folks like mm-hmm. James Taylor and, and Dan Fogelberg. Um, my, my exposure to popular Christian music was like uh, Michael Smith and uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Over the years, a life-changing moment for you in your ministry of ministering God's Word through music to people? Yes. I don't know if it was an exact moment, um, but um, I had ministered music and was playing in church and fellowships and such, um, but I really went through a lot of... uh, Anxiety, to be honest. Um, I, I 
I would I would not feel well if I was going to be playing music. I don't know if I was. Uh, it was just too much about me. Um, probably I would just get so nervous that it was. It really wasn't a blessing. And uh, and at that point, I had someone um, share with me a wonderful woman of God. She shared with me that um, I needed to just make it all about God and not about me. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point. I, I really did that. I went to God and kind of made it all about Him, and, and it was great deliverance in my ministry because I was able just then, at that point, just to really pour my heart out to people in every single situation. And and I think whether you're doing music or whether you're teaching the Word or pastoring, um, I think you get to that point where it, it becomes all about God and His will, and then you are able to uh, daily um, pour your heart out uh, to serve. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think you, you know, you see that you know with Jesus Christ, he was able to. He was always on. <laughs> right. You know, he was always ready to pour out his heart and his life, and uh, and there was nothing that would get in the way of that. So uh, that was huge, and 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 also at that same time, I had. Uh, wonderful believers that I really respected that urged me to uh, to look at what I was doing as ministering, which I also think was a huge uh, deliverance in my life, is when um, instead of thinking of myself as just somebody who plays songs mm-hmm. or that is warming up the crowd, uh, which in, in a lot of places that's sometimes the, the outlook of how musicians and what role they play, uh, but I was encouraged that I was a minister and that I was ministering to people's hearts, and when that made sense to me, then I was really able to, um, just to do that, to be able to minister to people and to um, have high expectations of what God could do through that ministry, uh, and not that I was setting people up for something else, uh, that I was actually... Uh, ministering to their hearts and lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that three-minute song or four-minute song can do in three minutes what a one-hour teaching can sometimes do. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And people, you know, people are healed by just hearing the the, the spoken word. Uh, people are uh, obviously healed by ministering of healing. But people, I've seen them healed. Their, their physical healing, I've seen... Uh, the healing of people's hearts, you know, uh, hurt and, and old wounds and scars, just being healed by music. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's the Word of God is powerful no matter what uh, avenue it is received by. Right. Well, another question that I'd be interested in hearing the answer to. Now, I know what my favorite song is that you sing and perform. I'm wondering what's your favorite song and why. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you asked that because I I, uh, I have thought about that because I, I think people have asked that question before. Um, you know, I, I would have to say uh, there's a song um, that I do. It's called Seek Your Face. And um, it's all about uh, the relationship that we have with God, our Father, and how... Uh, I kind of discovered that. I, I had gotten into a, uh, 
a habit, as I think a lot of us do. You know, we get up in the morning, and I would get up very early uh, just because that's when I had time to myself, and it could just be me and God. And um, I would just wake up with this long laundry list of things that I needed from God, uh, and God, you know, already tells us that He knows what he, we need. And and I finally realized that that it, He wasn't seeking my need list or my laundry list of things. He was seeking fellowship, mm-hmm. seeking relationship, and uh, the the song "Seek Your Face." Um, is all about that. It's, uh, you know, there's a line uh, in there that, you know, I'm not looking for a favor, I'm not looking for a sign. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I just want to know your voice. And um, it's a very intimate song, uh, but I, I really believe that not only is it God's desire that we would crawl into his arms as babies or children, but I, I really think deep down it's the desire that we have towards God instead of seeing him as a hand mm-hmm. to take from, to see his face, to see his heart, and just to have that uh, that time with him. Just, you know, if you've had children or, or, or little ones that you love, just, you know, they crawl in your lap, they don't want anything. They just want to be there. And right. I, I believe that God desires that relationship with us. And that was kind of a, a pivotal moment in my life when I realized that it's, it's about relationship. It's not about our works. It's not about what I can do for God. It's about that relationship that we can have with Him. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't surprised at all when you said, seek your face. Actually, I wrote that down on the piece of paper here right before I asked you that question, because that's my favorite oh, one. Awesome. Yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> one. And you know what? It's such a good song. I think we'll play that right now. So... Let's listen to Gino sing, Seek Your Face. I can see your mighty hand in the rising of the sun, in the chorus of creation when a new day has begun. Oh, the wonder and variety of everything I see And you gave withholding nothing And you did it all for me Your love has made me free So I will seek your face I will seek your face Every night Say knock and you'll answer, seek and you'll find. But I'm not looking for a favor, I'm not looking for a sign. I just want to know your voice, Lord, and fellowship so dear. Want to crawl into your open arms, whisper in your ear, my daddy, I am yours. So I 
perform live whether in a small home group bible study or if it's a larger conference or a church setting what inspires you the most within the live setting context well it you know it's my favorite thing to do um i i'm i'm working on my fourth cd but and and i know the value of having uh recorded music and and for people to be able to pop it in wherever they're at and be ministered to uh, by God's word and, and music, but um, what I love and I love most especially is is to be able to minister live in person with people. And whether it's you know I've I've been to family fellowships, you know whether it's only mom and dad and a couple of kids uh, or or larger groups, uh, it's still the intimacy of being there face to face with each other and and also what I've learned in those experiences is to lean on God um, mm-hmm. you know I, I go in prepared obviously like any uh, musician or I hate saying performer but because I never feel like I'm performing but when we do this we're prepared you know I practice songs I, I 
try to know the material the best I can. But when I get in those situations, I'm able to defer to God. So I look to God to show me what is the need in this in this specific situation, or or show me who who needs to be healed or mm-hmm. needs to be ministered to specifically. And it's in those situations where, uh, amazingly, you know, you'll, you'll play a song that somebody will come up later and just say, I just, I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's the same as when you go and uh, hear somebody preach or teach, and you feel like you're the, they're talking directly to you. Um, I think that's what happens when, when we're able to lean on God and let God direct us in what we do. Um, because it's so easy, especially as a, um, a ministering music, it, it to fall into a habit pattern and say, well, this worked the last place I was at. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to lean on our own understanding and say, well, that worked last time, I'm going to do that again. And uh, uh, in so many times, you'll find the things that you would least expect to be effective um, minister great deliverance and healing to people's hearts. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what I really love about being face-to-face with with like-minded believers. And then obviously you get that response from them and and the love back. Right. We, we Ministers need to be ministered to, and so a lot of times when I'm doing that, just the, the response back from a crowd or a fellowship or church just blesses my heart and ministers to me mm-hmm. in, in ways that maybe I don't even know, but uh, I know that I feel it. Right, right. In all the years of performing live, is there maybe uh, one memorable testimony that you can think of that you'd like to share with us where God worked mightily through your music to minister and to, to heal someone? Yeah. Um, I, it, it was, uh, oh boy, I don't know, four or five years ago, um, and I was in uh, Houston for a, a music festival that they had there, and um, uh, it was the first time I'd been to something like that. And uh, I drove up in uh, with my wife, and there was a couple other people in the, the car uh, to the uh, the center uh, location where we were going to have this festival. And when I drove up, there was these two women standing waiting. Uh, that I did not know, and the one woman, when I got there, she just ran up and and just hugged me, and uh, I I didn't think she was ever going to let go. <laughs> but um, and she explained to me that she had uh, been in a wheelchair um, uh, a few months before for quite a while, and uh, and she had listened to a CD, um, and and the song on it that she especially listened to was um, on my first CD. It was called I Believe. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, she had listened to that, just looped it and listened to it and listened to it, and uh, and it delivered her. And uh, she she was not in a wheelchair anymore. And, wow! Uh, and that just really blessed my heart. And um, and uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes you get to see that stuff, uh, and a lot of times you don't. You know, you 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 go in and you minister and you love people, and but you may not get back to that area. Uh, who knows? You know, maybe never, maybe uh, next year or something. So uh, you just don't always see the uh, the manifestation of what you are doing. And sometimes, by God's grace, we're allowed to see that. And I, I think that's how another way God just loves us and cares for us. And mm-hmm. uh, I just remember that 
having a huge effect on my my mindset and, and also on on what I was doing when I was ministering and, and how important it, it was to God and to other people. That's awesome. That's great. Um, yeah, it was, it was very cool. As we sort of wrap up our time together, is there anything on your heart that you'd like to share with the listeners today? Well, I would just say, you know, that, that God loves you, and not only does he, he, he loves us, but he, he really likes us. He likes spending time, and, and I think uh, it's so important to, to build on that relationship, just to have that time with God. Um, you know, it's a conversation. We speak to God, and then we should pause, and, and He will show you things. He will speak to you, whether it's audible or inaudible or however uh, He speaks to people. It's going to be different for all of us, but we just need to um, envelop ourselves in God's love and grace and know that we come to Him with empty hands, and He with his great grace and mercy he heals our hearts he delivers our 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 hearts from whatever we're dealing with and and he just loves us and he just keeps pouring his grace out every minute of every day and uh no matter where you've been what you've done uh or where where i might screw up tomorrow his grace is sufficient and he will cover it he's already covered all that so Mm -hmm. um I think for people to embrace God, not just as an almighty God, but as a loving Father. I think that's huge. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. It's such a need for us to know that God loves us and that His grace and mercy abounds. That's for sure. Yeah, um, I think so. You mentioned earlier that you've got your fourth CD in the works right now. When should we expect to see that out? Well, I'm, I'm hopefully finishing it up. I've got, um, I'd like to be done maybe by the end of April, which means that maybe it would be ready by the end of May. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I've got one or two songs that I've got my grandkids coming in and recording some singing parts on, and uh, which will be way cool, mm-hmm. and, um, and some other folks. So I'm just kind of tying up the loose ends and, and uh, getting it all together here, but... Um, I, I know the title of it is going to be How Many Words. How Many Words? And, uh, okay. How Many Words, because there's just not enough words. There's not enough songs to sing uh, to to speak of God's love, grace, glory, you know, just to speak about God. Um, so that's kind of the inspiration uh, behind it, um, I think, and... Uh, and, and I'm very excited about it. I think there's some wonderful stuff, and I get to work with some wonderful believers that are, uh, you know, playing instruments and, and singing along, and, and that's always a lot of fun for me. Awesome, awesome. Well, I look forward to hearing the new CD, that's for sure. What's the best uh, way for the listeners to get a hold of you to order a CD? Would the website be the best? I would, yeah, that's really the best. Um, it's www.genemeldrum.com www.genemeldrum.com. Excellent. Yep. Okay. And there you can you can download songs uh, digitally, individually, or you can order hard copies, and uh, and we shoot them right out the door. So um, that that's the best place. And I I've got a blog that I'm I'm probably a little late on, but uh, I keep endeavoring to be a little more bloggish. 
if that's the word. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Just to stay in contact and let people know where I'm at. Mm hmm. Excellent. What God's doing. So. Okay. Well, uh, that's, that's a work in progress. Awesome. Well, we sure look forward to the new CD coming out. And I want to thank you, Gino, for taking some time to share your heart with us today. Oh, I appreciate the uh, opportunity, and I'm really excited for you with this uh, new programming. And and uh, and I know you're a wonderful man of God with a great heart too. So uh, I expect great things from it. Well, thank you, Gino. Glorify God. Well, you're God's best. I really appreciate it. Oh well, thank you. God bless you. Sometimes I stumble far from your path, Lord. And I build cisterns, broken cisterns with my own hands. Soon my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways, till I'm standing all alone. That's when I run to you, Lord, I will run to you, you're my tower, you're my rock, you're my light when all is dark, you're my help in times of trouble, you will rescue me, that's when I run to you, Lord. to stand. Thank God we ain't doing this alone. We are the body of Christ. We're the Father who will never leave us alone. And in His presence we abide, and the doors are open wide. There is rest in the arms of our Father. That's when I run to you, Lord, I will run to you. You're my tower, you're my rock, you're my light when all is dark. You're my help in times of trouble, you will rescue me. That's when I run to you. sunshine in the rain there is rest there is peace when i run to you when i praise or when i pray in the nighttime in the day there is mercy there is grace when i run to you you're before me and behind you are always by my side i have never far to run when i run to you You're my help in times of trouble. You will rescue me. Well, I'd like to close here in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. 
It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We're encouraged here to pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. To pray in the Spirit or by way of the Spirit is speaking in tongues. That was part of the record that we read there in Acts chapter 10 today. It says that when they spoke in tongues, they magnified God. That is prayer in the Spirit. And we're to pray for one another. And we watch over one another with all perseverance and supplication for one another as we operate the Spirit, that manifestation of the gift that we've received when we received Holy Spirit and we're born again. Also in Romans chapter 12, verse 12, it says for us to be instant in prayer. Instant means to be quick to pray all the time, always ready to pray. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, another great verse on prayer, pray without ceasing. So my closing exhortation to you today is go to the Father, expect for him to hear your prayer, anticipate an answer, and then whatever he shows you, act accordingly. I'd like to thank you for joining us today on The Solution. All of The Solution Radio shows are archived at thesolutionradioshow.com where you may re-listen at your convenience. There are also links to the websites of our guests, musicians, and sponsors. Also on the website, there's a page for upcoming events. Currently listed are links to the Believer's East Coast Weekend in Maryland, July 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And then there's going to be a Young Believer's Weekend in God's Word in Naperville, Illinois, July 24th through the 26th. A reminder that the praise line is open 24 hours a day where you may call in and give a testimony of God's working in your heart and life. That number is 844-705-3410. We will play some of those testimonies in upcoming shows. Please keep in your prayers the expansion of the Solution Radio Show. Also, due to the wonders of modern technology, we know that we have listeners all throughout the United States and countries around the world, including uh, Netherlands, England, France, Norway, Ireland, Switzerland, uh, Croatia. A couple new ones added this past week, Germany and Italy, Malaysia, and then also Saudi Arabia. Um, I have two pamphlets available. You can write to me if you'd like a copy of that. Our address is P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. The Solution Radio Show is listener-supported. I do thank you for your support. It's greatly appreciated. There is a donation link available at our website as well. Thank you to our sponsors, the Carter Group, with offices in Chicago, Dallas, and Minneapolis, Mortgage Springs in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Thank you very much to our engineer today and production support, Bill Albecker. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you. You are God's very best. News, information, and talk for the Fox Valley. The big one, AM 1280 WBIG, Aurora, Naperville.